Mind you, to the listeners, I didn't know we were going to talk about this until I arrived. There's so many questions I have. <laughs> uh, and all of them were so uncomfortable to ask. My first threesome actually was with one of my earliest girlfriends and another guy. My second threesome was with... But the church tells us that we need to be monogamous. There's bases on billboards everywhere. And he's just like reeks sex appeal. Just all around like you're like, damn, what a specimen. Did you guys have an orgy? I'm sure yeah. all my in- investors and friends are going <laughs> to love this. I have two kids. How do, how do I implement that? I'm bringing somebody home. When you go to the party, you'll be given wristbands. The yellow wristband is, I'm open to kissing. Black wristband is, let's fucking go, <laughs> right? The following is my conversation with Tyrone Williams. He's entrepreneur. He's an amazing human being. The thing that many people don't know about him that for the last 10 years, he has an open relationship with many of his girlfriends. He shares his vision on open relationships. I'll be honest, I've been monogamous for many, many years. I've been married. So for me, a lot of those informations were triggering new to me, but the way he explains it opened my mind to that. And uh, I hope it will open your mind as well and let you think in a broader spectrum. So here's my conversation with Tyrone Williams. So let's get right into it. How long have you been experimenting with operation? How did it start? A decade. Since wow. I was about 1920, okay. uh, I was already kind of exploring these dynamics. You know, I've experimented with monogamous relationships in the past. I've seen how my mom and my father and my stepfather and all the people around me practice monogamy. And I was a little bit disillusioned by it. And so I just kind of, you know, started experimenting with an idea of what would it be like if I was building a serious relationship with someone that didn't constrict me, right? I'm a pretty free and easy guy. I like to travel. I like to do cool, new, interesting things. And everybody's a little different and everybody brings something different to the table. Yeah. So I didn't want to close myself off to all those potential experiences. Interesting. Do you remember the first time you introduced a new person to your relationship? How was it? Yes. The first time... So, so the first serious open relationship I had was with a fantastic French woman named Gwen. We were together close to seven years. Six and six and a half ish, and that was you know pre COVID, during COVID, and the during the COVID part we'll get into is is, is quite interesting, um, but it actually took two years before we introduced anybody else to our dynamic, because part of her, you know, parameters or guidelines was like, look, yes, I'm open to an open relationship as long as I feel secure within our relationship. Interesting. And so that was kind of like the clause of our relationship contract. Yeah. And we'll get into that relationship contracts too. I think it's very important to talk about. But um, it was two years before she was comfortable and secure. And uh, it actually went really, really well. It, It really needed to be her who was most interested. And of course, it's much simpler if the woman you're seeing, at least in my case, as, as a straight hetero guy, the woman has to also be bisexual, right? If she feels like it's just for me, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Interesting. So she has to be bisexual because is that, I don't know anything about open relationships. So stupid question alert. Uh, is the premise, part of the premise of open relationship to have like a sex, threesome sex, group sex or not? There are so many different types of humans in this planet. But the majority of society believes there's only one type of relationship to be defined as a successful relationship, okay. which is monogamy. Yeah, You get together, you date, you decide whether or not you want to have kids, get married, do that whole thing. And then a, a crazy amount of uh, relationships the statistics are pretty crazy. Something above 80% end up experiencing some form of infidelity. And so I just kind of wanted to, to, to look at different dynamics. And I think every open relationship is a little bit different. Okay. 
you have to really consciously and with a lot of self-awareness look at what both of you want, what both of you are open to. And you kind of have to start on day one, really. Like I, f I find that it's a little bit more, scratch that, it's a lot more difficult. If you've been together with someone for a, a number of years and it's meant to be monogamous and then, you know, the relationship's faltering for whatever reason and then one of you goes, hey, we should try an open relationship because you already have interest in someone else, yeah. but you just don't have the, for lack of a better term, you don't have the balls to end the relationship. And so at least in my dynamic with my current girlfriend, Bella, she's bisexual as fuck. Okay. <laughs> so, so, you know, we were often riding around Changu and she'll be the one that goes, oh, look at her, you know? And, and she makes this joke quite often that the only time she objectifies women is when she's on the back of a bike. Yeah. In real life, when she's interacting with people, they're people. Yeah. Uh, on the bike, she goes, oh, look at that. Like yeah. that, not her, but that. Or <laughs> It's gorgeous. Look at it. You know, and I'm like, it? And yeah. she's got great taste, so it works out for me. So let me ask you about your first girlfriend. So you're, you were in a monogamous relationship before, and then what shifted in you when you decided to to take it did, and how did you introduce it is was it like right away as you're saying or like some time passed okay so for a little bit of context i i lost my virginity pretty young i was 12 um my the girl at the time was about 17 she kind of very much like guided me to what was happening i had no idea i didn't even really know what porn was yet i was i was pretty innocent that's crazy um and then it was actually four or five years after that before I ever had sex again. And then I had two or three girlfriends. The first girlfriend I had was uh, was in Singapore um, while I was going to school there. And within two months of the school holidays, she slept with seven other guys. And I found out about it after the fact, wow. right? And that was like, at the time I was like, heartbroken, you know, super hurt couldn't understand it, but she was like 18 and wasn't going to school and just wanted to have fun, right? And so that happened. We broke up and three or four months after that, I got it with another girl. And she eventually actually moved from Singapore to Australia with me. And then cheated on me with like three different people within six weeks. And I was like, okay, so my kind of trust was really broken for a long time. And then I dated a girl in Australia. And this was one of those relationships that was really like, we were both super down on our luck. We were both not really working. We, you know, the only reason we got together was to smoke weed and play video games. And mainly because honestly, actually she had a house that was owned by her mom that was, she could just stay out for free. Yeah. And so I would go over there all the time for free. And sometimes I would have to skate there and it would take me two and a half hours cause I couldn't afford the train or the, you know, and so it was that kind of time in my life. Um, and then when we broke up, she actually broke up with me to date another Tyrone, which was so strange cause there's not many people with my name Yeah. and fun fact, cause we were talking about this before the show started. You know, not many people named Tyrone are a white guy. Was, was this guy a white Tyrone? He was also a white Tyrone. Wow. So it was like, it was this weird kind of like, you know, I was like, I couldn't even be mad about it. I was like, <laughs> you go Tyrone, enjoy, <laughs> you know? Um, and so right after that, I actually met Gwen within two weeks. And on one of our, you know, we just kind of hung out a couple of times, um, thanks to some work stuff. And then on our first official date, I was like, look, this is going pretty well. I, I really enjoy spending time with you. I think you want to keep spending time with me as well. But I just came out of, you know, this relationship and I'm not ready to kind of commit. And I said the stupidest line, which then was brought up the next seven years in every argument. I said, you see this shirt? It's a red shirt. It's my favorite red shirt. It's actually my favorite shirt of all time at the time. But if I wore it every day, <laughs> wow. it wouldn't be that special anymore, wow. right? And she and she was like, 
uh-huh, okay, yeah, I get it. Mm-mm. Every, and every oh, wow. argument after that, she goes, oh, you just want to replace your red shirt now? <laughs> so, 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 yeah, oh, wow. so that was the kind of context. Um, and that's where the, you know, the agreement was, as long as she's feeling secure. But fun fact, within those seven years, there was only very short periods of time where she was feeling secure. Um, and of course, you know, with all the self-awareness work I've done and, and understanding of human behavior, whether or not you feel secure and insecure has really got less to do with the external reality and much more to do with your own internal reality, yeah. right? And so it was almost this kind of weird game where she was kind of leading me along the path to believe that it could happen, but was always kind of like keeping me on a leash just close enough that I believed it could happen, but it wasn't happening and I was okay with it, ish, yeah. right? So I need to touch on something that you said. You were 12 year old when you lost your virginity with a girl who is 17 year old. How did 17 year olds, why did 17 year old find interest in 12 year olds to have sex with them? I wouldn't have a clue. I wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> maybe I was young, impressionable. Maybe she didn't, uh, I don't know. Maybe she's, maybe right now she's a cougar. Who Probably. knows? Maybe she just likes younger, younger dudes. I don't know. I was, I was always pretty tall for my age. Um, grew up pretty quickly, and I was always hanging out with the older kids. Um, so maybe, maybe I was just around. Yeah. Right. Maybe she just needed um, <laughs> needed a dildo, <laughs> and I could be. Sometimes could you just be need to way. be around. Yeah. You have a sex it. problem? Just be around. Yeah. Right place, right time. You know, like just. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> yeah, yeah. When yeah. was your virginity? Just be around. That's it. That's it. That's it. Beautiful. So, I guess there's a lot of stigma around um, open relationships, and we talked with you about it for time. There's like it happened all the time. Like in the monogamous relationship, I'm very young, but we somehow take this young concept, same as like religion, monogamous relationship, everything. Uh, internet, we take it and we're like, this is our baseline now. There's not everything that against that will is like bad or mm -hmm. wrong. What do you think about that? I mean, that's a complex topic, right? Because we we all build these mental models in our minds to help make faster and better decisions, right? We don't want to look at the same thing over and over again and have to go through this, the entire process of figuring out what's good or bad. So we use proxies to learn about and make better decisions, right? Like a slight tangent, but like the reason why I can do what I do in business is because people trust my judgment, they trust my vision, and they trust my uh, ability to find really good people. So I become a proxy for them to learn about potential business opportunities, investment opportunities, whatever, right? And so in many cases, I think it's simply an unobserved belief, an un unquestioned belief where they've been told, whether it's by their parents or their church or their friends or, or movies, you know, a lot of media is to humans like code is to machines, right? And so we've been programmed to believe the only way and the right way is to be monogamous. And so I don't necessarily, you know, blame anybody for this, but I, I, I definitely encourage some open-mindedness and to question why it is you believe that that's the best way, right? Um, where am I going with this? It's most suffering, or when, when I talk to people about this, the amount of times I've had an opening statement from someone, which goes along the, somewhere along the lines of, I've never seen an open relationship succeed or all open relationships fail. And I go, I've seen a lot of monogamous relationships um, never succeed, and most relationships fail too. What's your point? Yeah. Right? And so um, there's, there's a few things that tend to come up, and the questions I normally get are, don't you get jealous? I go, of course. Jealousy is a human emotion. Just how willing are you to feel that emotion, right? Most people are unwilling to feel anything on the negative or the shadow side of the self. Um, but it's all a human experience that you get to have, right? You can talk about how, you know, the negative emotions give perspective uh, about the positive emotions. 
but you can also talk about how um, let me backtrack let me flip the switch here a little bit my girlfriend right now she's 21 I'm about to turn 30 when we met she was 18 no matter what her past was at 18 she's got so much more life to live yeah right maybe she's never been with an asian man maybe she's never been with a black man maybe she's never been with a bisexual man who would enjoy going with another man with her these are all human experiences she could be curious about she could be curious about all kinds of things that i physically cannot give her right if I truly love someone, I don't want them to be in a position where they feel constrained from living the full human experience. There might be, over the next decade or two decades we could be together, an, a time where I have to be in another part of the world for three months of the year. Does that mean she should not be able to access sexual energies? I mean, we all know, or at least people who've done the work understand that sexual energy is very closely linked to life force. It's very closely linked to your creativity. It's super, super intertwined with your ability to make money, retain money, use money. And so for me, coupling that and to contextualize suffering, suffering is usually when we feel loss, less or never. This is an illusion too, in the sense that if Bella is with another person, I've either lost her or get less of her or I will never get something back, right? But the truth is, if we look around in any other part of life when it's not linked to sexual um, relationships, is it not true that love in, it, in and of itself, the more you experience it, the more you grow love with inside yourself internally, the more you radiate that outwards. Yes. It's the same with, with sexual relationships. And if done right, like obviously I'm not, I'm not a, you know, I would never be an advocate for your partner going to a nightclub and sleeping with random people all the time whenever, whenever they want because that really affects the energy. But when done right, when there is true kind of love, and love is not ownership. People really get this mistaken. It's like, I own you. You are mine. It's, no, love is an action, an expression, and a, f a shared feeling, right? So... Um, I think that's kind of a really long-winded answer, but those are kind of the, the things that come up with, when you ask that question. Yeah, but I think the core issue, as I see, and I think many people would feel, is you're exactly you're afraid to lose person because you think that somebody might be better than you. So how mm -hmm. do you deal with that? Because at Great some question. point you might be insecure saying, well, if she prefers somebody else, Maybe she'll be girlfriend of that person. So let me ask you, your relationship with Anna, is it completely based on sex? No. But what if, let's say, hypothetically, somebody opens a door to something better? But then answering my own question, well, then they should, they should take it. Absolutely, right? And, and the truth is that doesn't... I, I, I don't necessarily believe that by being in an open relationship, that's the only time that someone's going to, you know, look elsewhere and, and see that other people might be better. Yeah. And w I mean, that's another whole other topic. What, what does it mean to be better, right? Yeah. Like, we're, we're just different. Um, I might have longer, better hair, but... Uh... Definitely. <laughs> Comparing to me, 100%. <laughs> but the truth is, even in a monogamous relationship, and I'm going to give you a real practical example here in a second, but even in a monogamous relationship... That's the reality, right? People are free to decide to be with you or not. Yes. And for me, I, I realized very, very quickly that resistance, like anything you resist will persist. Yes. Okay? So back in Sydney where, where Bella and I met, um, there was a guy named Raul who moved into the same house as us in Bondi. Yeah, you, you need to sleep with a guy named Raul. Oh, like man, I'll tell you what, he was a sexy dude. He was a sexy dude. He was like jacked but like healthy jacked like he practiced a lot of qigong 
He spent like 15 years in China as a model actor. You know, his fucking face is on billboards everywhere. And he's just like reeks sex appeal. And he's a DJ and he, he has an interesting kind of like Spanish accent and a tent. Just all around like you're like, damn, what a specimen, <laughs> right? And, um, you know, within kind of like two, three weeks, I can see that there's a vibe. He, he's, he's checking Bella out, you know, Bella's kind of noticing him do his yoga stuff. And then one time we, we, we decided to do some acid together. And, you know, whenever you introduce psychedelics and stuff like this, if there's any kind of sexual charge, everybody knows, right? You can all feel it. And so I, I see this tension building up between them, unspoken, un observed on kind of you know it's there it's the back of the head what would have happened over time if we were in a monogamous relationship she would have pushed that thought away pushed that thought away pushed that thought away and that thought would have gotten stronger and stronger and she would have seen you know him in a towel one time and then ignored it not talked to me about it but because we're in an open relationship right then and there as we did like a little group hug without letting go of either of them I leaned back and went you two find each other attractive. Should we all fuck? <laughs> and by simply opening that door, what happened then in Bella's mind was she was able to kind of complete the action in her mind, which, you know, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm putting words in her mouth here. Um, <laughs> in, <laughs> I just thought of a terrible joke. Um, <laughs> um and I don't even need to complete the joke. All of you already know what the joke is. Um, sometimes it just writes itself. And so it, at least how I imagine it, in that moment, I'm like, do you guys want to fuck? She had to then think about it. She goes, okay, what's that going to entail? We'll kiss. Maybe we'll go in the room. Clothes will come off. Things will happen. Then it'll be over. And then we'll have to live together. Yeah. You know? What if it's shit? And so she was able to, instead of resist the thought, she was able to complete the thought. And like three minutes later, after she, th she thought about it, she going, I'm good. That's okay. Wow. And typically that happens to me too, right? And I, if I use my last relationship as an example, every time we were in one of those phases where she was not open to it, yeah. it was like, especially when I was in my sales days, Mind you, I was 21, 22 years old. I had just been homeless. Now I was wearing suits. You know, I went from being unemployed, unemployable. Nobody would even give me a job to all of a sudden headhunters were calling me two or three times a week. They're like, oh, I got this position, this position. I was just turning everyone down. I, was, I felt like one of the sexiest men in Sydney. And I had all these beautiful women from all over Europe coming to Sydney to learn how to do sales from me. And, you know, when you put a, a dynamic of I'm teaching you. Yeah. There's something, it makes this kind of like, it gives this sexual charge to it as well. Yes. And every time I was not allowed to, I wanted it more. Always wanted it more. And then anytime I was allowed to, I was kind of like, okay, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. So it, it's, it's, you know, this is a, as a, a life principle is really important. What you resist will persist. So just to kind of wrap up on that topic is like, have you ever traveled separately from Anna? Yes. Have you ever seen an attractive person or been exposed in, a, in an environment where you're like, oh, if I wanted to, I could continue this and we could do something potentially? Not that I remember, but probably, yes. So in those situations, as a monogamous man, you have two choices. Resist your desire and what you really want in that moment or do it and then lie about it or do it and tell the truth. Do it and lie about it, you're fucked. Yeah. It'll, the truth always surfaces, right? In some way, shape or form, somehow at some point, do it and tell the person based on whatever their you know, relationship beliefs are. You might have been together 20 years and have kids and maybe even fucking grandkids are on the way. Maybe you have a beautiful relationship, but now because of the beliefs that have been imprinted on us and programmed into us, your one night in New York at some fucking event ruins 20 years and the potential another 20 years that you could have had together. 
in an open relationship, you can do the thing and then you can share the experience afterwards, right? You can talk about it. Yeah. Like Bella and I get to talk about all kinds of really cool things. And, you know, she's the first person I show when someone, when I'm talking to someone uh, cute and I send a flirty message, I send it to her. I, sh I show Bella, I'm like, look, look what I said. It's fucking hilarious. And she goes, <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe you said that. You know, and, it's like, yeah. and then she goes, oh, only you could say that or something like that. And it's fun. It's a shared experience. Most of the time I don't even go through with it because that's actually the best part about it. And maybe the last thing I'll add to that before, before, before the next question is, as a life partner, Bella and I will travel the world together. We're building a business together. We go do interesting experiences of all kinds together. Why not also enjoy one of the most beautiful creations on this planet, which is human beings, together? Well, I guess some people would say, but the church tells us that we need to be monogamous. Uh -huh. But the movies tell us that when you cheat on somebody, there's always, there's like the whole Santa Barbaras of the world well, where the hearts are broken and mm -hmm. everything is gone. What do you think this narrative has pushed so much? If what you are saying is just you free yourself and you feel so much better. There's a lot coming up with that with that topic, right? It's like if we look at where monogamy originated due to from the church, um, who had to do it? It was just the commoners. The king had concubines. Yes. All his, you know, the people at the top of society could live however they wanted. Everybody else needed to get married, and once they're married, they're a joint item, and easy to account for. For taxes, for this, for this, it's it's really kind of, you know, that's one angle, and then it really, uh, to me anyway, it it's part of the system of separating us from our tribal ties, right? We we evolved as tribal human beings for ever, and then now we're expected to live in single homes as a couple with a kid, maybe two generations or third generation with the grandparents, right? And then what about you know the fact that it takes a village to raise a kid? You know, especially in today's day and age, it's so fast paced and so high pressure that both, typically both parents are working. So who raises the kid? It's about separation of family values. It's about separation from, 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 from your united tribe that gives you so much strength. Personally, for me, it's really just about control. Yeah. And there are some, I was talking to Sim, who was born and raised in India. And he was saying that for something like that, if you, they call it cheating, I think. Open relationship will probably be considered as cheating as well. Uh, the husband can just kill the wife and it will be completely fine. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy yeah. if you think about it. Mm -hmm. any, any thoughts on that? I mean, different worldviews for different people, right? It's like that kind of comes down to like, is your wife your partner or your possession? And I think there are many parts of the world where a woman is a possession. It's, that's my wife. You know, do as you're told. Don't speak to anybody you're not supposed to speak to. And look, in a way, there's nothing wrong with that either. Some people love to feel like they are uh, objectified or owned. Or some people love to make zero decisions, to feel guided and led. I think the most important underlying thing of this entire conversation is you are a unique human being you deserve to be able to explore and create a unique relationship. Yes, and to choose. And to evolve over time. In business, if you and I were to go into get into business together, we would have clearly defined roles and expectations. If those expectations are not met, we can refer back to them and go, this is what you agreed to, this is what you're being paid for or what I'm being paid for, where do we go from here, right? Um, but for some reason, people don't, and people do this with their friends, people do this with their businesses, people do this with all fucking forms of life. 
they want the terms and conditions, but people kind of just like fall into relationships and never talk about it. Right? Sometimes people have been in con in, a, in a relationship for like four years and then it's like, hey, let's have kids. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa hang on, I, I never wanted kids. Right? And then people commit to like being together for life when they've only been together for two months. So for me, it's it's you should never plan something for further in the future than you've been together in the past. That's one. There should be some kind of, uh, you know, we have board meetings, right? Yeah. Here's everything that's going on. Here's, you know, what we planned. Here's what we didn't achieve. Here's what we're going to do, blah, blah, blah. And everybody kind of looks at it and puts in their input. We do the same, right? Every kind of, some people do it monthly. Some people do it weekly. Some people do it every quarter. We kind of do it at least once every quarter where we go, here's where we've gone. Here's where we want to go. Do you still share the vision? Right? Like when Bella and I first got together, we started dating. Um, I was like, wow, this is going great. But I just, I need you to know I'm going to Bali. Right? As soon as borders open, we, we were together in COVID. As soon as borders open, we're going to go, sorry, I'm going to go to, to Bali and I'm, mo I'm moving there at least for one or two years. And then from there, I'm going to travel. Um, so just bear that in mind. And at the first time I said that, I was, that was it, right? Because it, we hadn't been long, together long enough to be able to go, hey, come with me to Bali for a year. But that, as the date of my, my departure was coming close, I was like, look, do you want to come to Bali? And this, is, this was super interesting because Bella had never actually left Australia before, you know, 18, 19, and didn't even have a passport. So we did that whole process. And her first flight ever was to Bali to move. Wow. Right? Crazy. So, and, and now she doesn't want to go back. But. but in those board meetings, are you also discussing if you're going to have a new partners? Absolutely. Right? It's like, it's a, uh, and, and, and that's one of our, for us, our dynamic, our, our rules are very simple. Um, we don't do anything without clearing it with the other one. Right? There's no such thing as me going to a party without her and then I meet someone there and then she doesn't hear about it and then I get to go do whatever that night and then I tell about it after. No, 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 no. It takes a little bit of proper planning. Even if something's like hot and spontaneous and whatever, it's like you put the brakes, you know, because you, you'll have another day, yes. right? There's always another, uh, another day until there isn't, I guess. Um, and and <clears throat> the point there is that we got to clear it. The other person's got to feel comfortable about it. And at least for a long time, um, you know, we, we got to be very, very careful of the energy that that person brings. They might be attractive, but they're full of problems. We don't want that energy because sexual energy really kind of gets transmitted, doesn't it? Especially when you do those kind of things. And then especially for women, that energy can be stuck in your nervous system for years. And so you got to be careful with who you're inviting in. You've got to be careful uh, and communicating about it the whole way through. And if anything at any point is uncomfortable for either of us, we stop it and we figure out why it was uncomfortable. Let's say I meet a new person at the party. Do you tell them that you already have a girlfriend, your open relationship? Absolutely. Absolutely. We always lead, we, we tend to lead with that. And uh, how do people react? Do you have somebody who's like, nah, get away from me. I don't want you anymore. Typically, typically people are very interested. I think it touches a deep part of like, if we look at baboons, which we're, we're actually far closer related to baboons than we are chimps. Um, just studying baboons is very interesting, right? Okay. I highly recommend just like, <laughs> I'll, I'll send you a book recommendation. Um, I'll give you a very real example of what happened here in Bali, March, 2022-ish. Um, we were living at a kind of, beachside resort zin cafe are you are you familiar yeah. so we were living at zin and it was a very special time because zin right now is like four mil a night right or for those in the u.s listening it's like 230 u.s a night during covid i was paying nine mil a month wow. so i was paying for 30 days the rate they people pay now for two two point three days or whatever so the average stay at zin went from three days to five months. What that created was 36 rooms of people who became great friends. Now we were up on the second floor downstairs. There was a, a Dutch girl named Elka. And one night I'm sitting up on the balcony with Bella. We're just having a simple wine and Elka stumbles in a little bit drunk with her friend and it goes, 
are you guys going somewhere tonight? And we're like, we're just having a wine. She goes, can we join you? I'm like, okay. They come upstairs and they're all kind of like, you know, a couple of girls who are drunk, having fun. And Bella's sitting here, Elka's sitting here, and she puts her friend in front of me. Finds out we're in an open relationship and has so many questions. And then starts to talk about how attractive Bella is and how attractive I am. And typically, we don't really need to do anything. We kind of just say, hey, we're in an open relationship, and then people self-filter. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's kind of like as long as you're aligned with yourself, who you are, you'll attract the right energy anyway. Yeah. And so that's typically what happens. That was a fun night. But um, Did you guys have a, uh, an orgy? Uh, you call it that way? Do you call the orgy when you when it's well, more I mean, than two people? If, if, there's four, if there's four people, I think it's just a foursome, right? I guess. I don't know. Threesome, foursome, yeah. and then okay. an orgy? I don't know. I don't know. Is there such a term as fivesome? Yeah, I've never know. heard someone say fivesome. So maybe that's the thing. Maybe it's foursome and then orgy. Yeah. Maybe we need a we whole need to, new We need to Google definition. that and then, then put it in the show notes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's perfect. important. Perfect. Google yeah. search results yeah. for yeah. fivesome. Yeah. What's, <laughs> what's an orgy? How many, how many people need for an orgy? So we, we need like Joe Rogan's guy, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you define what's the, what's the definition of an orgy? That's <laughs> <laughs> great. Bring your yeah. shit up. Yeah. Um, okay. There's so many questions I have, <laughs> uh, and all of them are so uncomfortable to ask. But I guess we're on a podcast about this. Um, how does that like you had? You've been to with one girl, I assume, and then. At some point, you moved from being with a one partner, sexual partner, having sex, to multiple people. Mm-hmm. How did that transition happen? Is that natural for you? Because for me, that would be very natural to see, let's say, naked Tyrone, even though he's very sexy. Uh, men, seeing you naked next to me in an orgy would be like, I don't know. You At know, least uncomfortable. You know, I... My first threesome actually was with one of my earliest girlfriends and another guy. My second threesome was with a guy friend and a random girl that came to my bar that I was working at. After that, it was like a decade before I ever had another guy in the room, right? Typically speaking, at least in my experience, when there's another girl in the room, and there, you know, things begin to organically develop between the two of them. I, your body knows what to do, yeah. <laughs> right? It's it's just, it's as long as you know. I, th- I think things will come up for people if they're uncomfortable in sexual dynamics anyway. You know, if there's any shame there, if there's any insecurities there, for sure that's going to come up because it's amplified. You're not just you know exposing all of you to one person who could potentially reject you, or you could perform badly for yeah. now there's two people or three people well, you're right. saying that Bella is bisexual while well, you're not so how does that uh, show itself when you have another guy assume you're not against to having uh, another guy being with Bella and mm-hmm. I guess you're sometimes taking part of that too mm-hmm, are you mm-hmm. are you do you wanting to take part of that or just like you guys do your own thing and then we're gonna hang out together or it's important for you to be part of their sexual play as well in my previous relationship, whenever she went to play with another person, guy was with, they would go off and do that, and I would go on another date, and then we would kind of come back and talk about it. So far with Bella, we've not gone separately with another. She's not gone separately with another guy so far. Um, open to it, um, but typically speaking, having another guy around, you just gotta, you have to have a brotherly love yourself. You have to really feel and understand that he's not there to try and take anything from you. He's not. You, you can't. As long as, as soon as jealousy gets involved, it really fucks things up. Um, but again, it comes down to that filtering selection process, right? Like if he's in the room and he's naked, and I'm in the room and he and I'm naked, and my partner Bella is experiencing pleasure, joy, love. My focus is typically on what she's experiencing, right? It's like it's nice to see someone you love having a great time. And so, yeah, there's there's not really been – I think I've been very lucky with the, the people who've joined us so far. I've definitely heard horror stories of, you know, the original boyfriend can't get it up. 
the other guy's disrespectful or it turns into like a competition of who's got a better performance. Like that kind of vibe really ruins things. Um, but you know, they're typically quite comfortable. And are those relationships, are they like one night stands or some of those relationships you continue to have those, like it's in and out or we're living together? How does that? Great question. I think, again, that's one of those things where it's like case by case, right? I think we originally, when we came to Bali, we were like, look, there's so many transient people in Bali anyway. It's really easy to kind of just like meet someone and then they leave, right? And then it's low, super low risk yeah. because how is anybody, how are you, you know, how is anyone going to steal your partner if they're not there? Um, but, you know, have you, have you studied Tantra? No, but I'm very interested. It's so, very so okay, so ta- in, a lot of people think tantra just means like sex stuff, but it's really more about the 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 study between of polarity between masculine and feminine energies. But just for anybody who's listening who's never heard about tantra, we all have masculine and feminine energy, whether you're a guy or a girl, it doesn't matter. Typically, in general, men are have more masculine energy than they do feminine. But there's a smaller percentage, like 10, 15% of the population, where men are actually feminine men. And that's okay, right? Um, the th- true thing that attracts us is not man, woman, it's masculine, feminine. Okay? So, um, shit, I lost my train of thought there. Remind me, where were we going? Why did I bring up Tantra? What was the original question? The original question was about your sex play do you want do they live with you sometimes right yes 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 so masculine energy starts in the crotch comes up into the heart and then into the brain feminine energy actually starts from the brain to the heart to the sexual organs this is why when you speak to a feminine woman she'll say i have to be interested intellectually in a person before anything continues. The truth is they need to first be attracted to your mind or they need to feel intellectually stimulated. Then they need to feel emotionally connected before they can actually feel, you know, sexual attraction with you. Whereas for most men, the energy starts in the crotch and then they ejaculate and it's gone. Yes. Quick side note, you can have orgasms as a guy without ejaculation you can come many times in a night without finishing and you can retain that energy and and pull it up to your heart you can feel more emotions and love and then you can pull it up in your brain you can have this crazy brainstem orgasm where 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 it kind of like lights up your entire nervous system instead of just being like this short spurt and then you're you're dead right like whenever a dude finishes he's kind of just like yeah, you know, I know. <laughs> so, so, <yeah. laughs> and so, um, all of that to provide context to answer your question: Do we do one night stands? Not really anymore, because Bella, as a feminine woman, and the women that we're typically interested in are feminine women, so they need time to go from intellectual, emotional connection, and then sexual connections yeah right so that takes time to develop and as once you start to love someone as a person and invite them into your room unless something really goes wrong or it like just it just isn't working you have really no reason to remove them from your life so we don't live together with anybody who 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 we we invite to our bedroom but we don't typically really do one night stands yeah just for me, hypothetically, you invite somebody, they fall in love with you, maybe they love one of you more than the other, then you have this relationship and then they want to, I mean, not everybody is as open of course, and as le- as as able to control jealousy, let's say, as you are. Of course. So they, they might want to possess one of you and then they Absolutely. can everything. Absolutely. And then you, f- you in that case, you've kind of fucked up the filtering process. Yeah. Right? Like if, if someone wants to... And you can typically sense that really quickly. There's a few girls who've kind of like floated around us before or that I haven't even actually really mentioned to Bella about what vibe they're bringing because I can just tell that they're like, oh, I want this guy for me, right? They're, they just want to hang out with me. They want to see me. They tolerate Bella because she she's part of the package. But really what they're trying to do is get me for themselves. 
really subtly that and 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 I maybe some of them know and they're consciously doing it, but a lot of it's subconscious action that they're just taking because they see me as a guy that they want to be with and she's an obstacle to get there. Yeah. And if it means they have to sleep with her to get to me, they'll do it in the short term. And you de you definitely don't want that around you For sure. in any way, shape or form. So there's a lot of, again, I'm keeping coming back to social stigma because I'm, I'm talking from my own experience being monogamous. Um, for people who are listening and they're inspired by you and they might be in a relationship right now, how would they introduce that concept to their relationship if they think that this is important for them? That's a really tough question. That's a really tough question. I again, it's 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 one of those things, right? Like if you didn't start with that dynamic, it becomes really hard to introduce it without a lot of care, a lot of you know, reading, learning, experimentation. I would say go read some books on tantra first. I would suggest to consume some of the content created by Esther Perel, um, and I would just begin to first with yourself but maybe both of you at the same time kind of ask yourself questions about what you're unwilling to feel whether it's jealousy jealousy to me means i see in you something that i feel like i'm lacking which simply to me reveals i have some kind of belief that i'm not whole which means i should be something other than i am which in and of itself is an illusion because right now you are exactly who you're meant to be exactly where you're meant to be you know life is perfect all the pain is meant to be there so if you're unwilling to feel jealousy within your relationship what you resist will persist if you're unwilling to feel the loss of a relationship or less of a relationship you're going to inevitably feel that anyway. Yeah. So for me, it's kind of like, you know, that story where um, I, I want to say the bisons, but um, okay, I'm going to completely butcher this, but when cows see a storm coming, they run away from it. And then eventually they get caught up by the storm and then they're running in the storm and then they're in the storm for yeah. ages. Whereas, you know, there's another animal that kind of looks like, like the, no. um, they see the storm, they run straight at it because they know if they run at it, the storm's going to pass over them. They're going to pass through quickly. And then they're on the other side and the ground is wet and ready to eat and perfect. I'm very much like that. Wherever I feel or sense uncomfortableness in my life, whether I, wherever I feel fear, typically that's where I need to go to do the work. Right. And so, relationships for me is is really about intimacy and i really like um being invited on your podcast because of that reason too it's intimate it's personal um and i've never been asked to talk publicly about these kind of topics mind you to the listeners i didn't know we were going to talk about this until i arrived like um, and subscribe <laughs> like subscribe uh, for for more threesomes yeah um <laughs> threesome giveaway <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a threesome giveaway at the end of the show you just have to retweet and tag 10 friends. I don't know. Um, you just have to stick around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You just have to be in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Um, I live in Bali. Um, <laughs> I've totally forgotten the question. What was the, the, the last question? Social stigma. Social stigma. Yeah, and, the, you know, like, I think, I think uh, thanks to who my mom was, so, so most people don't know this, but I, I guess there's no point not talking about it, but my mom was one of the most famous Indonesian models of her, um, you know, of ever, ever, of all time. You got her looks? Um, yeah, she hosted Asia's Next Top Model, MTV Asia, um, whatever, right? And so there was always media coverage that would spread lies. There was always people gossiping. There was always, there would even be people like paparazzi appearing in our garden and just taking photos of things happening in our house and then like writing weird stories about it. And I learned very, very quickly if you care too much about what other people think, you're never going to do anything. And so when it comes to social stigma, maybe maybe there's even a part of me that kind of likes it, like likes to see a reaction. I like to see people get triggered because without getting triggered, you can't do the work. 
Um, so if if my presence or my way of life affects someone so much, there's something there that we can look into. Yes. And most people are not willing, right? They'll be triggered, they'll think I'm weird, and then they'll just stay really far away from me. But I'm never going to know about it anyway. I'm just thinking that, to me, that seemed like a freeing concept. But then when you think of practicality of this, there's a lot of those boundaries you need to overcome. I'm a father who is in a monogamous relationship for 15 years. Let's assume I'm like, okay, I'm going to have open relationship right now. We agree that we'll have it. I have two kids. How do, how do I even implement that? I'm bringing somebody home. I'm going somewhere. Do I tell it to my kids? How do... Is it normal for me to share that with my kids? So there's a lot of those programming I have that I've started to think about it. And there's many people like that. And if you go in further, I'm born in Soviet Union, in a country where people are oppressed over and over again. If you tell somebody, if you tell my teacher, literature teacher, that I want to do open relationship, she'll have a heart attack. So I'm like, is that because the concept is so foreign that people, is that because the people have those stigmas and oppression or that the concept is sinful and wrong like i don't know that like i i like you i like bell i like what you guys are doing and i'm like you can do whatever you want and i'm i'm happy with that i'm happy to research it would i put it on myself i'm actually not sure and that's that's an interesting dialogue i have in my head I'll tackle that in two parts. The first part, very, very quick and easy. With all your teachers and people around you that are not directly in your life, like right now, that you deal with all the time, fuck them. Who gives a fuck what they think? <laughs> okay. Sorry. But when, <laughs> My literature teacher, I'm sorry. Yeah. She's right. But when it comes to your kids, that's a very powerful question. That's a very, very, very powerful question. And the first thing that comes up in my mind is... I wish I could quote the original person. Maybe we can find it and put it in the show notes. But having kids doesn't mean you should be less of yourself. 100%. There have been too many examples of people in my life who have attempted to not be who they are because they had kids. What does this mean? In a very practical sense. I want to go party with my friends in Ibiza. I'm not going to because my kids would know that I'm going and partying. Now, internally, you're making decisions against your, your, your intentions and your desires. And subconsciously, you're going to start resenting your children. Yes. And I know this for a fact, not because of just the people I know who've had kids, but because of my mom as well. She had me at 19. At 21, she all of a sudden became one of the most famous people in Singapore and Indonesia as she rose to fame in, uh, with through MTV. And so all of a sudden, you know, there would be parties as an international model. She felt like she couldn't go to because of her kid. She had an opportunity to go to Hollywood. She turned it down because she had a kid. And 29 years later, only a couple of weeks ago, this topic came up and we spoke about it. I'm like, mom, do you ever feel like you regret some of the choices you made because of having me? Her long answer was very long. Her short answer was yes. And I never want to put that, go through that experience myself. Children are far more resilient than we give them credit to be. They're going to follow you anyway. And if you live outside of your truth and outside of your intentions and desires, it kind of comes back down to alignment, right? It's like if your intentions, desires, and action don't line up, you're going to feel emotional because something's off. You're not being true to who you are. So I think it's really, really powerful. At least I, I'd like to imagine. I'm not a parent yet myself. Um, I have a lot of younger siblings and I've cared for other people's children, but I'm not a parent yet myself, so I'm not qualified to, to speak about this really. But I'll give you my opinion or my hope. I hope to be an example for my future children of what it means to be so fucking true to yourself and live life exactly like how you want to, to give them the courage to do the same. Yeah. 
whether they want to go do something that I agree with or would do myself doesn't matter as long as I'm there to love them. Beautiful. So for you, if you're going to go have sex parties and you have kids, I mean, it depends how old they are, right? Yeah. Having sex in front of them with strangers, maybe that's a little bit iffy. <laughs> You know, you can still have in, in, in privacy and, and whatever, but um, if they're old enough to ask questions, your only responsibility is to tell the truth. Yeah. But the other thing, and I'm talking about, I'm not talking about myself, I'm talking about in general people, uh, it's hard to know what you want until you have it. You know what I mean? Let's say if you talk about ayahuasca ceremony. Uh, you can tell me as much about the Oscar ceremony as possible and I can listen to you. I don't understand anything what that means. Same as like orgasm. If you talk about orgasm to somebody who never experienced an orgasm, you would say, this is amazing, this is good. People would be like, yeah, yeah. I never yeah. experienced orgasm. I have no sure. idea what you're talking about. So I think this concept is so hard to understand because A, there's not a lot of examples of other people who did that and they successfully lived their lives because... Uh, if not you, in recent history. Not recent history, exactly. Yeah, not like on the uh, in front of the media right now because this is shunned so much. I don't understand why. I don't have any issues with that, but it shunned so much. That tells you something too, doesn't it? If the media doesn't want you to pay attention to it, maybe you should be. Yeah, I I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, but that's why for people this concept is so foreign. I'm sure that many people would love that. There's nothing wrong in sharing love and having having fun, just enjoying life. I believe life needs to be enjoyed mm -hmm. as 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 much. But for me, this concept is so foreign in my head that I cannot even visualize that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, now I need to go find a partner. I've been in monogamous relationship for 15 years. How would I even do that? Like, yeah. what would I say? I would say I would say go step by step. Yeah. You don't have to jump in the deep end straight away, like off the fucking 12-meter platform. You can just kind of sit on the edge of the pool and put your feet in. Yeah. What does that mean? You could go to Watch a party. Watch the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, that's, this is the first step for many people, right? Anybody who's decided to click on this link and watch this today has some level of intrigue about yeah. this dynamic. That's already kind of like you're just like at the pool, okay? You're not, you're not even putting your foot in the pool or anything. You're just at the pool. And then maybe putting your foot in the pool is like, let me go to a party where I know there's going to be people doing stuff like this maybe it's got math people wearing masks right? there's parties like that oh, absolutely people wearing masks. A absolutely and then when you go to the party they'll at the start you'll have you'll be given wristbands and maybe the green wristband is i'm just here to watch the yellow wristband is i'm open to kissing the red wristband is i'm fucking I'm open, everyone I'm open to explore <laughs> more than more than that i can do things the black wristband is let's fucking go <laughs> Right, let's let's put me in a room with whoever. And I'm I don't down. give a shit. I'm just going. Exactly. Use me, abuse me. That's what I'm into. Right, like whatever. So then, I mean, you know, it's like with anything. You, there's a sequence of events. Right. At some level, you and I are kind of interested, at least, to learn about the topic. Best way to do it is find people like me, I guess, right? <laughs> and invite me to your podcast. <laughs> And then uh, get me to say things publicly I haven't said publicly before. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure yeah. all my in investors and family <laughs> friends are gonna love this. Um, <laughs> maybe it'll find it'll, it'll attract more investors, but I digress. Maybe the new party. Uh, perfect. Just invite, we'll invite them to a party. Parties. Black yeah, bracelets. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Perfect. Let's go. <laughs> and then you know you 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 watch. You don't interact, but you watch. And then maybe you know you guys kind of talk about what you liked seeing. And then you kind of, what I would do in that sense is like, you write a list of the things you saw that you liked. Anna writes a list of things that she saw that she liked. And you go, which of these did we both like? And then maybe put that in order of like extremity, right? I really liked when that guy's girlfriend kissed the other girl and brought her over. It's like, okay, so now we know we both like that moment, which means Anna has to kiss a girl and explore that. What's your reaction when, when she kisses another girl? What's her reaction? Did she actually like it? And, this, and you really got to be really conscious about it, really aware of it. It's like even the reasons why people do open relationships can be very, very different. Um, Just for you talking about that, thinking for me being at that party is so uncomfortable. Uncomfortable? That... Use a different word. Instead of uncomfortable, what comes up? I don't know, like dirty? Dirty? Some people like to be dirty. <laughs> I like to be clean. <laughs> do you though? I've seen you in the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you in the mountains, you know, we've been out uh, for two or three days. You're going to count that part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I mean, 
I don't know. I don't feel. I don't know. I don't feel. Yeah. I get so perhaps it. it's not a party. Perhaps you have got to do it a little bit more. Just go on a date with people, and then that's it. You're not doing anything else besides let's take this girl or guy or couple on a dinner date. Did we have fun? Did the thought even cross our mind? Maybe that's it. Maybe you go and you're like, you know what? No, no, no. Let's go home. Let's go watch a movie. Actually, the thought I was talking today in the shower, which I have really good thoughts in the shower, I was like, because we had this kind of an argument yesterday with Anna, and I'm like, it's so hard to have one personal relationship, and now you add more people, you're like, what the hell is going to happen? There's like, it's just complicated. Like, yeah. I mean, when you're in a family and you live for like 15 years with each other, you have your own like struggles and stuff. Of course. And you like, add more people to that, it's just adding wood to a fire. Yeah. Or what if those people help take the pressure off? I don't know. Right? Yeah. And you, and you, and you kind of never know. There's this, um, I wish I, it's an Instagram channel. Um, I guess it doesn't matter which it is, I'll find it. Um, we'll put in the show notes. Perfect. And so it's just day-to-day -day life of a poly couple, right? A po polyamorous couple. And is she, that your Instagram? Uh, <laughs> maybe I should start one. I think start a whole new 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 business. Um, and there was one that really got me. was was quite interesting. She's pregnant, and they're about to have their like second or third kid or whatever. And the the video starts with her going, oh, "I didn't really want to do it this weekend, but my husband wanted to bring over one of our girlfriends, and instead brought three of them over." And now I'm waking up and everyone's still in bed and the house is a mess. So I'm going to go start to clean up. And as she picks up like the broom, one of the other girls comes around the corner and goes, no, 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 let me do that. And so she starts cleaning. And she's like, oh, okay, rubs her belly and goes, well, if she's cleaning, I guess I should probably make breakfast. And she goes and starts getting things out of the fridge and the other girl comes in and goes, no, 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 you shouldn't be doing this. Let me cook breakfast. Yeah. And she goes, huh. Well, that's nice. You know, she's like eight months pregnant, like about to pop. She's tired, like yeah, yeah, yeah. heavy. And she goes, okay, well, she's cleaning. She's cooking. I guess there's a few like errands I got to do. Let me go get the car keys. And, and then the other one goes, tell me anything you need. I'll go and get it. You just sit on the couch, watch movies today, chill out. So she had nothing left to do. And mm. I think that's also a, a, a much less talked about thing. It's really not about the sex. It's about the unity it's about the tribe it's about having each other's backs yeah whether or not you sleep together i think is besides the point it's really are you able to show affection and love to people around you without your partner getting jealous are you able to amplify your own love like because when when i when i get to have a nice cuddle with my girlfriend i feel more love and with that love i'm able to create more yeah and the same is true with anybody who's close enough in our relationships, whether it's a guy or a girl or whoever, as I get to experience and feel more love, I get to express more love. Beautiful. Wow. I have a lot more questions. We'll have to do another one. But before we go, the last question I ask people is how to live a happy life according to Ty? How to live a life according to Ty? Shit. I think... Um, I've been exposed to a lot of religious dogma, but I've but I've also kind of looked and read between the lines. They're all really saying the same thing, and especially if we refer to Buddhism, you know, suffering is completely intertwined with craving something more than you have right now, or something else than you have right now. So if you can re re reduce or remove craving, and the only way to do this is to live really truly in the present moment and be grateful for what you've got you're going to experience less craving. Yeah. And with less craving, you're going to experience less suffering. And the truth is, I think we're all born happy unless there's really traumatic experiences. And our default state as human beings is joy until we start to, you know, compare ourselves to other people. He's got that. She's got this. So for me, it's just, let's take a look around and just enjoy. Right? Beautiful. Like everything, everything is a get to. There's no such thing as have to, should, must. 
you don't have to shoot or muss anything. Yeah. You just get to do what you want to do. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for sharing. I really, really enjoyed it. No, thank you. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, I know. We should do it again. As, well, as soon as you said that, I was like, you're such a tease. Now I want to we'll go round two already. So. Yeah. Let's make a, let's make a podcast party. <laughs> <laughs> for everybody watching, please like, subscribe. Uh, who knows? If you like, subscribe, somebody else might like, subscribe. You might make a sex party. Okay. Uh, <laughs> open relationship. You never know. Who knows? Like who knows? and subscribe. Yeah, yeah, if you like it, someone will see it, and then maybe that's your next yeah. uh, next three-way. Try that. <laughs>